0: Welcome to Dog Boy Adventures, a podcast about the superhero book series by Bill Meeks. That's me. Dog Boy, a.k.a. Bronson Black, is Colta City's 13-year-old superhero. In Dog Boy Adventures, he solves crimes, fights bad guys, and searches for the answers behind his strange powers. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Meeks, and uh, I have a very special announcement. The audiobook for Dog Boy, Danger on Liberty Pier, the latest uh, Dog Boy novella, is up on Audible and Amazon, and it's going to be up on iTunes very soon. Now, you can just go to any of these marketplaces and enter Dog Boy into the search and there's one other uh, sort of a literary fiction novel called Dog Boy that'll show up but uh, you'll see Dog Boy Danger on Liberty Pier right there and also I just, uh, if you don't know I do a weekly podcast with Anne-Marie Desimone uh, called Greetings from Storybrooke about the ABC series Once Upon a Time and uh, we have a promo code you can use on Audible to get the book for free basically. So what you do is you go to audibletrial.com slash Storybrook, that's S T O R Y B R O O K E. Storybrook. Not storybook, Storybrooke. audibletrialcom storybrook. and you sign up for a thirty-day free trial, and you can select Dog Boy, Danger, and Liberty Pier as your introductory title. And you can, you know, you're you can feel free to cancel the trial uh, after you've listened to the book, and you'll get that audiobook either way. And it's great because you can put it on your iPhone, uh, your uh, Android phone, any any phone. Uh, you can listen to it on the desktop, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Audible's great, and uh, that's one of the main reasons. I wanted the book up there. Now, I used uh, ACX.com, which is Audible's kind of a marketplace for writers and audiobook readers, uh, voiceover artists, to get together and uh, get products up there on Audible. I worked with a really great guy named Nathan Beatty. He's at the Slackjaw on Twitter. And uh, he, he, did, he did a great job with the characterizations. I love his Mr. Horem. He did a great job with Chester Applebottom. And, uh, you know, overall, I just re- – it was really great to hear kind of his interpretation of my writing. And I really hope you enjoy it too. I'm going to put a five-minute sample, a roughly five-minute sample, uh, right after I'm done talking here. And you can take a listen for yourself and hear, hear what a great job he did. It's, I think it's most of the first chapter but I hope you guys really enjoy the audiobook. And I am hard at work on The Curly World Follies, which uh, sees the return of Osbert, Hot John, and the Guild of Thieves. And also it uh, has a lot of uh, fun stuff set in an amusement park too. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play this sample for you. And I'm actually probably going to be talking with Nathan over on a Google Hangout uh, on air about the whole process of doing ACX, producing an audiobook on there. Because it was a both of our first projects uh, through ACX. And it turned out great, and he's uh, starting work on Den of Thieves as we speak. So look for that podcast probably in another week or two. And uh, until then, enjoy Nathan's reading, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Chapter 1, Hunted. His hand on his throwing knife, dog boy hid in the shadows as a police car cruised down the street. It was 20 minutes past 5 on a warm Saturday evening. Dogboy was on his way to Liberty Pier to meet Mr. Horum, his boss at the old curiosity shop, as well as his current guardian. A spotlight hit the wall behind him. He ducked down behind a trash can as the light panned across the bricks. Dogboy didn't move, didn't even breathe, as he waited for the car to pass. He saw a sign posted on the wall offering a reward for his capture, signed by Mayor Lane. Heck of a way to thank a guy for saving the city, he thought. The police car continued down the road. Then crossed the cement bridge connecting the street to the pier, then out to the Stratemeyer River. Dogboy jumped out from behind the trash can. A police officer stood beside him on the sidewalk. Dogboy froze, hoping if he didn't move, the officer wouldn't see him. This is it, he thought. After everything he'd gone through the past few weeks, this is how it would end arrested, identity exposed, then put in an orphanage to rot. He held up his hands. I know you're asking yourself, why is this charming, charismatic kid hiding behind a trash can with a dog mask on? Have I got a story for you, he said. i don't have time to play games, kid. Get out of here. Dogboy reached behind his back. Out came a silk flower bouquet, which he shoved under the officer's nose. For the best cop I ever met, he said. The officer took the bouquet and considered it. Why would a kid? We do all sorts of crazy stuff, sir, but you know that. Our cops are the smartest cops in the country, right, sir? Dog Boy said. Yeah, the officer said as he sniffed the phobe, okay? Dog Boy bowed, turned tail, and ran away from the officer. Pretty lucky, he thought. Hey, wait, you that Dog Boy kid? The officer yelled, running after him. The masked mutt grabbed onto a drainpipe running up a nearby building, climbed until he reached the neon sign that buzzed 20 feet above the ground. The officer pulled out his weapon and pointed it at the boy. I don't want to shoot you, kid, so you'd better come down here. Mayo Lane said he wants you brought in, but he didn't say you had to be in mint condition. You'll be lucky to get very fine. I've always been a little dog-eared. Don't feel too bad, though. It's a buyer's market these days, anyway. A bus pulled up to the curb in front of the drugstore, dropping off a few kids around Dogboy's age. That'll do the trick, he thought. He imagined a white line running over the sidewalk leading to the bus's roof. When the moment felt right, he launched himself across the sidewalk, tumbling through the air and then landing on the bus. Give my best to the mayor, he shouted to the officer as the bus rolled away. Dogboy rode along for several blocks, holding on to a small vent until he'd put enough distance between himself and the officer. When the bus made its next stop, he hopped off, landing on garbage bags stacked by the curb. This costume is definitely getting washed tonight, he thought. Dogboy got up, careful not to pierce the bags with his knife, then ducked into an alley. There, he noticed some familiar graffiti on the wall. His mask and white spray paint. He'd seen a few like it in the past few days. A siren screamed in the distance. Dogboy ripped off his mask and cape, stashing them in his backpack, then waited for the police car to pass. A little while later it was Bronson Black who walked out from the alley where Dogboy had disappeared moments before. Bronson Black looked like an average thirteen year old, a complete and total nobody, as far as the police knew. Dead is my Bronson, said a voice behind him. Bronson turned around. A strange man approached carrying an ice chest and some coiled rope. He dressed like an Omani sultan and walked like he needed practice. Hey, Mr. Horam, Bronson said. I thought you'd be on the boat already. First rule of high sea, you leaving land, you bring food, Mr. Horam said. I make us fresh gyros, freshest lamb in Colta City. What's a gyro? Bronson asked. Is lamb, special sauce, all wrapped up? Oh, a gyro, Bronson asked. My mom made those one time. It pronounced gyro, you see. GY is ye, not ja Yee-ro. That's what you say. My mom said it the other way, Bronson said. Where do you get fresh lamb in the middle of the city? I haven't seen any farms around or anything. Second rule of high C never ask meat questions. Better to not know sometimes, mister Hornum said.
0: You can get more information about Dog Boy Adventures at DogboyAdventures.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at DogboyBooks. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.